This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the Cool Your Jets podcast. I'm going to be running this one solo today. Ben had some microphone issues, but we're continuing our offensive coordinator candidate breakdown series for the New York Jets. And today we will be focusing on one of the more obscure kind of unknown candidates, and that's Nick Cayley, the Patriots tight ends coach. And to talk with us about him today, we have Zach Cox of NESN on here with us. So Zach, thank you for coming on. How are you doing today? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you because this is a guy who Let's be honest, Jets fans have not been thrilled to see this name because we expected to see some more uh, experienced coordinator names on the list once Michael Floor was fired. But uh, here you got a guy in uh, Nick Cayley who is on the more inexperienced side, quite obviously, has not been a play caller in the NFL and is only a position coach for the Patriots. So what can you tell us about him, some basic background information, and uh, if you have any stories about him in the locker room and uh, his reputation among the coaching staff? Yeah, he's the Patriots' longest tenured offensive assistant. Um, he's been with the team since 2015. He's been their tight ends coach since 2017. The, the Patriots have had a ton of turnover on the offensive side of their coaching staff the last couple of years, especially uh, with Josh McDaniels leaving last offseason and taking, uh, I believe it was three other Patriots assistants with him to Las Vegas. So uh, we've seen a, a lot of um, a lot of turnover on that side of the ball, but Kaylee has been uh, a really a constant there since the kind of final peak years of, of the Tom Brady era uh, he was uh, an offensive assistant on the 2016 Super Bowl team. He was the tight ends coach uh, on the 2018 Super Bowl team. And he does seem to have a uh, – people around the league think, seem to think pretty highly of him, even though, as you mentioned, he does not have play calling experience and he's not, uh, I would imagine, a, a very big name kind of nationally outside of New England. Even within New England, I'm sure there are some Patriots fans who don't really know who he is. Uh, but he's appeared on some head coaching watch lists uh, in each of the last two seasons, uh, especially the the big one that um, I believe it's uh, Tom Pelissero over at NFL.com puts out. Kaylee has been on the last two of those. Um, and going into this offseason or even going into last season, there was a lot of uh, reporting out of New England that uh, there were people within the building that thought that Nick Kaylee should have been the Patriots offensive coordinator going into this season, uh, Patriots ended up going with a combination of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and 
Uh, I think everybody knows how that turned out. Uh, right. The, fact that the Patriots are, are now looking for another offensive coordinator. Uh, shows you that that experiment uh, definitely was not a success. Uh, but yeah, for an under-the-radar candidate, he does seem to have a, a pretty uh, high reputation uh, around the NFL. And uh, I guess it's not a surprise to me, uh, given what we've heard from him over the last year or two, that he is getting these coordinator opportunities. Yeah, and that's great to hear because I think whenever there's an under-the-radar candidate, you got to kind of look past maybe the production on the field from their particular position and kind of think about, you know, how are they within league circles? What what can teams see that we don't see? So it's good to know that he appears to have a good reputation. Um, but speaking about what's going on on the field, obviously he is the, uh, the Patriots' tight ends coach. And looking at the Patriots' tight ends, I think this is something that has kind of concerned Jets fans a little bit because – it hasn't been the greatest with the Patriots tight ends the last couple of years. They signed Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith in 2021, and neither of those guys has been as productive over the past couple of years as they were prior to signing with the Patriots. So what can you tell us about how those Patriots tight ends have looked and uh, what Kaylee's impact on that may have been? Yeah, that's a really interesting angle of this whole thing that I was actually just talking to somebody the other day about. Tight end has been a major problem area for the Patriots really for the last four years, five years, uh, ever since Rob Gronkowski uh, retired for the first time after the 2018 season, the Patriots have kind of had a a black hole at tight end Uh, for the first two years after Gronkowski was gone. uh, They just really were lacking talent at that position. Uh, And then they remedied that by going out and signing Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith last uh, off season, as you mentioned, or two off seasons ago. And so far, the results really haven't been there with either of those players. Uh, Hunter Henry had a very productive first season with the Patriots. uh, And I think some of his issues this season were more related to kind of issues for the offense as a whole rather than him him individually. Uh, But Jadu Smith has been a major disappointment so far with the Patriots. He, He hasn't been much of a factor offensively at all in either of his first two years here. So it's hard to know how much of the blame for that to place uh, on Kaylee himself uh, as their direct position coach, how much is related to the person who's running the offense as a whole, how much is uh, related to the players themselves and their actual kind of on-field performance and ability and whatnot. Uh, But it is definitely a, a point that's worth raising the fact that the Patriots offense or the Patriots tight ends rather uh, for most of Kaylee's tenure, ever since Rob Gronkowski left, really have not been especially productive. Um, and I think teams that are looking to hire him for potentially an offensive coordinator job, that's going to be a real point that they have to dig into and, and through interviews with him and interviews with, with other people around the league and find out whether it's kind of his coaching that's that's a factor at all in that lack of production or, or whether he's maybe even doing more than, than other teams coaches might with with some of the talent that he's had so yeah that's certainly a a major concern I would say for a team uh if I'm a team looking to hire him as an offensive coordinator if his exact position group hasn't been especially productive over these last couple of years yeah and especially if he came to the Jets it would be quite interesting because the Jets themselves just signed a pair of expensive free agent tight ends last offseason and they kind of had similar results to where they weren't you know completely non-existent but they were a little disappointing to expectations so he would have the task of not only leading the offense but bringing those guys back 
Um, but another interesting aspect of Kelly as a candidate is he's coming from a New England uh, coaching tree under Belichick that already has a lot of precedent to it with guys coming out from under Bill Belichick and coaching in other spots. And we have seen, you know, some struggles from those Belichick disciples in other places, whether it's Josh McDaniels, um, whether it's obviously Matt Patricia, who's been back in New England, um, Joe Judge, Eric Mangini. There are quite a few examples of these um, Bill Belichick disciples who have not been too successful. So um, I'm, there have been some good ones. Brian Dable right now is a good example. Um, but um, what can you tell us about um, some of the Belichick disciples that have come out and their lack of success? And is that a worrying sign for um, not just Kaylee, but uh, Patriots assistance in general? Or is that more of a case by case thing and perhaps not something to be too alarmed about? I think it is somewhat of a case by case thing because, as you mentioned, there have been some uh, some success stories around there, especially Brian Dayball recently. Uh, he took a little bit of a different path where he didn't come straight from Bill Belichick's staff into a head coaching job. Uh, right. He had two separate stints with the Patriots um, five or 10 years ago, then ended up bouncing to a couple of different places, most recently Buffalo, uh, before he went to the Giants this year. So bit of a uh, uh, bit of a different path than someone like Judge or someone like Patricia uh, Brian Flores is another example in recent years. I think he uh, was a better on-field coach uh, than a lot of those other coaches. I think some of the issues he ran into were more kind of politics-based and behind-the-scenes based down in Miami. Um, but it is a a long track record of Belichick assistants going elsewhere and not having uh, not being able to replicate the kind of Belichick level of success. Um, you would probably say one of the most successful Belichick coaching tree protege types uh, is probably Mike Vrabel. And he doesn't even really apply because he was a Patriots player and not a Patriots coach. So there really hasn't been anyone that's come out of this quote unquote Belichick coaching tree and been a smashing major success. Uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien won a lot of games down in Houston, um, but he never, uh, never advanced to a Super Bowl, never advanced to an AFC Championship game. So uh, there is a, a long history of of these coaches leaving uh, New England and not having that same kind of success. Uh, with a lot of them, the issue is trying to kind of fully replicate the whole Belichick approach and Patriot way style, uh, which can be a grind for a lot of players. Uh, and if you're trying to implement that and run that when you're not having the kind of on-field success that the Patriots had for 20 years, it can be really difficult and you can turn off a lot of players. Uh, that's something that happened with McDaniels his first time in Denver. Uh, it's something that happened with Matt Patricia. Uh, I think it was a, a contributing factor to, to Joe judge when he was in New York. So uh, with Kaylee, I don't know if judge bit from talking to him, he doesn't strike me as somebody who has that kind of, I don't know, personality that would try to come in and be a super hard ass like some of these Belichick assistant ha assistants have. Uh, that's hard to know for sure because he's never had that kind of position before and he wouldn't be going in and being a head coach. He would be being an offensive coordinator. So it's a very uh, um, a different level there. Uh, he's not coming in and kind of setting the whole culture. Uh, but yeah, it's certainly been a, um, it, it's been, the, the results have been decidedly mixed, I would say, 
uh, with guys coming from New England and, and getting bigger jobs elsewhere. Yeah, so it's def- that's definitely something I think Jets fans will have an eye on if he's the hire. Um, and another thing that is kind of hard to gauge when you're talking about assistant coaches who aren't calling plays is, you know, schematically, how much of what they're running with their previous team are they going to bring over to the new team? So, um, like I said, this one might be a little bit harder to kind of gauge, might be a little more hypothetical, but if he were to become the Jets offensive coordinator, and and maybe this is based on some of the other coaches and uh, what they brought over from New England, New England to their other teams, but um, if Kaylee were to come to the Jets, do you expect he would bring over some uh, elements of the Patriots offense and their scheme, or could you see that him more kind of molding it to something new? Yeah, as you said, it's a little hard to predict because he we yeah. haven't seen him in a play calling type position. But I would imagine that a, a Nick Cayley offense would look reasonably similar to a Josh McDaniels offense uh, because he is the the offensive coordinator that Cayley worked under for his first what six seven years with the Patriots. Uh, there are actually reports that McDaniels tried to bring Cayley with him to Las Vegas last offseason, but the Patriots blocked him from doing so, uh, which they were able to do because he wouldn't have been an offensive coordinator over there. So it was a, a, a lateral move. But uh, And there are also reports that Kaylee could even be a candidate to be McDaniel's offensive coordinator this offseason, off potentially, if they want to make a change out there in Vegas. So uh, it does seem like they're pretty uh, strategically aligned. Uh, so if, uh, if I had to kind of guess what a Kaylee offense would look like, I would uh, imagine it would look pretty similar to the ones that we've seen uh, from Josh McDaniels over the years. Uh, I'm sure with some, uh, some of his own flavor and some of his own tweaks uh, and most likely some influence from, from Robert Sala and the, the staff that's already in place in New York. Yeah. And since you bring up McDaniels, it's kind of interesting because obviously the jets right now, one of their top quarterback targets being discussed is Derek Carr who did play under McDaniels this year and kind of had a down year by his standards, uh, especially in comparison to another one of the Jets' offensive coordinator candidates, Greg Olson, um, the previous few years before McDaniels uh, was a little bit more productive uh, versus when McDaniels came in. So that would be interesting if that ended up being the pairing. Uh, But looking at the Pats' offense this year, post-McDaniels, were there any changes schematically versus when McDaniels was in there? Was it more, you know, typical Patriots offense? Um, overall, how did it look this year um, from a, you know, philosophical scheme sort of standpoint? Yeah, it looked pretty different this year. Um, they overhauled a lot of their um, terminology and communication um, or verbiage type type things this year uh, to try to uh, the big the big word last summer was streamline, trying to make everything a little bit simpler and allow players to to play faster. Uh, you also saw them really try to implement a lot of the uh, kind of Shanahan slash McVay style uh, zone running, uh, zone blocking stuff uh, in the run game. Uh, they worked that basically everything every single day in the summer, and it never really clicked for them um, by by the time. Uh, the season came, and as the season wore on, you saw them start to fall back uh, on some of the the old scheme uh, that they had success with in previous years. But it was kind of it was just kind of a mess offensively for for everything that the Patriots were doing this season. A lot of the a lot of the things that they were trying to implement, they were unsuccessful in doing so. Uh, I think a lot of that probably was because uh, the two guys that were leading the charge and coaching it in, in Matt, uh, Matt Patricia and Joe judge had no prior experience, uh, in the roles that they were in, uh, Patricia calling plays and Joe judge coaching quarterbacks. 
Uh, it was just a, it was a really controversial setup at the time. Uh, it was questioned by pretty much everybody uh, in the New England media and the New England fan base saying, well, obviously Bill Belichick is a smart football coach. He knows what he's doing, but this doesn't really seem like something that is going to work out putting a defensive guy in Patricia and a special teams guy in judge in charge of really your two most important offensive coaching roles. Uh, and it didn't, and it Patriots regressed basically everywhere on offense this season. Uh, and they're already in the process of finding a new coordinator. So uh, I'll be interested to see what the Patriots offense looks like this year. Uh, obviously that will, um, depend heavily on who ends up being that new offensive coordinator and whether it's someone uh, from the previous Belichick tree, uh, like someone like Bill O'Brien is is really kind of the most obvious candidate for that, uh, or if they bring in someone with more of a fresh perspective who tries to bring uh, some new wrinkles and some new schematic uh, type innovations in. But yeah, certainly the, uh, the product that they put out this past season was not, uh, uh, was not a successful one, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, so it will be interesting to see how much of that, you know, this 2022 offense he brings over, the blend between that, what we saw previously. Um, I guess to wrap it up on Kaylee, do you have any quotes, any interesting moments that you can tell us about him in the locker room, off the field, even during a game? Uh, just anything you can tell us about him in terms of the type of coach he might be or a person off the field? Yeah, I mean, he's in all of our dealings with him. He, he's been a very nice guy. He's been a great guy to talk to um, in in our kind of coordinate or our assistant coach uh, media availabilities that we have every couple of weeks. Um, he uh, again, it's hard to he's, he is a pretty under the radar figure, even in New England. Uh, I don't think there are a lot of people who uh, who really know all that much about him, honestly. Yeah. Uh, one interesting angle is that he he went to John Carroll University. Uh, which is a small school out in Ohio that is the alma mater uh, of both Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, who is the um, who is now the Raiders GM, worked in the Patriots front office for a while. Uh, that's also produced a couple of other NFL coaches over the years. I can't remember who they've been, um, but there's that kind of um, connection. Oh, Nick Casario, the Patriots' former uh, personnel chief, now the GM um, in Houston. He's also a John Carroll alum, uh, so he, he has that pipeline there going for him and I think overall it's it's just interesting too not on Kaylee specifically uh but on tight ends coaches becoming offensive coordinators and then later on head coaches it's a position where you're dealing with the passing game and the running game more so than a lot of other offensive assistant positions um and you've seen a, a number of guys in recent years go from that uh, and then take those other steps to those larger positions. Uh, Sean McVay was a tight ends coach. Uh, Arthur Smith, who's now the Falcons head coach, he was a tight ends coach. Uh, there are a couple other prominent coordinators and head coaches now who ha- have passed through that rank uh, on their way up. So uh, I think it's it may seem a little odd from a fan's perspective to say, all right, this guy's coaching this relatively non-prominent position and now he's going to jump right to running the entire offense uh, but when you are a tight ends coach uh, you're you've got to be kind of well versed in basically everything the offense does because most teams expect their tight ends to be highly involved in the passing game and highly involved in the run game so uh, working that position especially for someone doing it as long as, as Kaylee has uh, again he's been doing it since 2017 in New England uh, theoretically 
you should be able to build a, a pretty strong base of knowledge and a pretty broad base of knowledge uh, on what an entire offense is able to do. That is a great point because I think when whenever a tight ends coach comes up, I think most people aren't as open to the idea because they think, you know, maybe a wide receivers coach or quarterbacks coach is more it's, connected. It's not super exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have like the same that. excitement. Tight ends coach. All right, fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, but, but like you said, you know, they're in the, involved in the run scheme and the run blocking, but also the pass game. It's one of the more, you know, two way positions out of all the offensive spots. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about, um, he doubled as the fullbacks coach for two seasons from 20 to 21. So was there anything interesting with the Pats fullbacks there? Is there any reason he, you know, came up to that role and then, uh, then went back to just being tight ends? Yeah, it was essentially a, just a, a title change. I think it was more of a uh, semantics kind of thing because yeah. the, the Patriots fullbacks had always trained and practiced with the tight ends. Um, even before when, when he was just the, uh, just the tight ends coach, uh, I, I believe it was James Devlin at the time and, and Jakob Johnson, they would practice with the tight ends anyway, because they have a lot of similar uh, responsibilities, especially in the run game. Uh, and then Bill Belichick decided to add that line to his, uh, to his official position title. It was, yeah, he was tight ends and fullbacks in 2020 and 2021. Uh, and then the Patriots eliminated the fullback position from their, their offense this past season, which I guess was another big uh, schematic change that they made. Uh, so since they didn't, since they no longer had any fullbacks, he went back to just being uh, the tight ends coach, but yeah, he definitely has uh, extensive experience coaching uh, both of those spots, which he basically did. I, I don't think his actual responsibilities really changed all that much over the course uh, of those seasons, whether he was uh, the titled fullbacks coach or not. I, I think those guys were working with him pretty consistently. Well, I think that, is just about everything we can kind of touch on with Kaylee. I mean, like you said, he is as about as under the radar as it gets, even in Patriots land, it seems like he is still a mystery man over there. Mm -hmm. So um, Zach, thank you for coming on and giving us all you could tell us about Nick Kaylee to this point in time. So uh, let everyone know where they can find you. I know Jets fans are always plenty interested to see what's going on with the Pats, usually because they want to see something bad is happening. So go ahead (laughs) and let them know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll I'll see plenty of them in my mentions over the next couple of months. It's uh yeah, uh if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Zach Cox Nesson, uh Z A C K. Uh and you can find all of my uh Patriots and NFL coverage over on, on Nesson.com. Thanks again for coming on, Zach. And uh that will do it. We'll be back with some more offense coordinator candidate breakdowns coming soon. Thank you guys for listening.